keeping in mind that the original woman who got my first bag back in 2005 is still with me on the journey today. You're listening to the Branding Gems podcast, a podcast that is not just interviews and conversations, it's to bring you guys the best of the best women in branding and business to answer this question. What are your top three valuable tips and lessons that you learned along the way? And then we discuss it. To feel your passion-filled lifestyle business, I promise to bring you the best of the best women in branding and business. And together, we can grow and learn from the extracted advice that they provide. I'm Peggy Bree, and let's get growing. Hi, I just wanted to quickly mention, if you haven't already, please, 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 please follow this podcast on Spotify and subscribe to it on Apple so you can get the episode before it officially, officially rolls out. You can be the first ones to get the episode before it gets announced. And I just wanted to quickly preface this episode and saying that I'm so honored to have this guest for today. She is so amazing. She has such an amazing brand. She is such an OG in this branding and business world and in this fashion world. And I'm truly so honored to have her on this podcast and to share her tips to you all. And just for us to collect all these amazing tips from amazing women in this online and this digital world. I'm so excited and I hope to see more of us in this top 100 chart on Apple because there's not a lot of us folks on that chart. Even my friends in this podcast space are not on that chart. So hopefully that we'll be able to grow the voices in this community and in this podcast so that we can rise up to that space and anyways i will talk to you soon enjoy this episode i love this guest so much and i know that you'll learn a lot as well bye welcome back to another episode of branding gems i'm super excited to have this guest with me today who i can't wait to share with everyone So an industry leader in accessible luxury handbags, accessories, footwear, and apparel, Rebecca Minkoff's playful and subtle, subtly edged designs can be spotted around the world on young women and celebrities alike. Rebecca Minkoff, global fashion designer and women's issues activist, has released her first book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks for having me, Peggy. Congrats on your new book, by the way. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm excited for it to be birthed. It comes out June 15th, um, but been obviously getting the word out there way in advance and can't wait for people Mm -hmm. to read it. Yes, it is exciting. I love the title already. So it's an exciting book that I'm sure everyone can find so much value in. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess the goal with it was as I looked across my 20 year journey, I could have easily told uh, my story and left it at that. But I really wanted to tell my story, but then also sort of give um, the rules that we had to break and the rules we had to reinvent and the rules that we had to come up with on our own to have success. I really wanted to share those because I feel like there's so many young people out there that are just starting out and whether it's fashion or not, these rules definitely apply. And so how could I sort of ensure that people have a a guidebook for success? Mm, I love that. It's so true because it's essentially 
paving a way for whoever's journey and whatever journey they're in. So I love that you really have a book that tackles all that. So that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive right in. What are your top three tips on branding and business? And let's start with number one. I think my top three tips um, would be first and foremost, you need to have a distinct point of view that really shouts clear that if someone closes their eyes, they know that that's your brand or your company or who you are if you don't have a brand. Um, I think it's really important and people use the word authenticity a lot. Um, But for you to be your honest, true self, whether you work for someone else or you have your company and really don't be afraid to say what you stand for, to say what you believe in, because the customer is definitely looking for a tribe to belong to. And when they wear your product, it's them showing that they're part of your club. And so they want to know your values, your beliefs, what you stand for. Um, So don't be afraid to share. And I think the third one would be that um, you can't be something to everybody. So, you know, millions of people say this, but it's better to have 10,000 loyal customers who eat, sleep, and breathe you versus 100,000. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what has been the biggest challenge in growing this empire so that it remains authentic throughout? I think what we did is good or bad, I am the same age and sex as my consumer. And so she's really grown up as I launched a company at 26 and I'm now 40. Um, She's gone through the same journeys that women from those age groups go through at the same kind of time period that I have. So um, I think as long as we stayed on that beat and we continued to storytell with those experiences, we did great. When we changed course and said, no, actually, we just want to appeal to Gen Z only, um, it didn't work. And I think, you know, there's a way to appeal to both. But I think it's keeping in mind that the original woman who got my first bag back in 2005 is still with me on the journey today. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the tips in ensuring that they are still part of that journey since today, especially when the landscape changes so much? I think that it's having a consistent and um, repeatable brand voice, brand messaging, brand value. And I say that knowing that we haven't done that right at all times. So seeing the results of when we switch that up. um, I think that you really have to, you know, if you have people that are working for you, make sure that they understand what you mean and how to talk to. We've definitely also erred in that respect when we've hired people that have changed the language or how we would talk to her or how we would show up. And it's always great to test. You know, you're never going to get it perfect. So I think we've done enough testing and failing to know what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. I love that. So actually, I so you mentioned a lot about being the true self and being authentic in the way you stand and believe. What are some, I guess, best practices to really showcase that in your brand and making sure that it's always communicated across besides being consistent and retelling that story? Is there a, another way that you think that really has helped? Mm. 
This is a good question. I feel in general that you have to decide, and I'm saying this having decided this far, like some people say, you need to have it all ready. You need to know everything that you stand for, like before you even start your company. I definitely think that that can be somewhat unreal um, because it, it wasn't real for me. If someone would have said, what do you stand for when I was 25? I would have been like, I just want to be able to like have dinner outside without worrying if I can afford it. You know, So you wouldn't have gotten that answer out of me. So I do think though now with the ability to start companies is far easier than it was when I started. You can throw up a website and Instagram, you know, launch on Amazon overnight. Um, so I think because it's so much easier, because the competition is, is there's just so much more noise, you have to be more clear. So what are you passionate about personally? You know, do you love animals? Do you love the environment? Do you want to, you know, see more women in the workforce? And then align what you're doing with your brand that it can either give back to those, uh, it can amplify those causes. It can take part in those conversations because I think that the more you can add depth and layering above and beyond a product, you'll capture the heart of, of more people who are also looking for something to have deeper meaning. Oh, oh my goodness. That was so good. And it's so true because if you are selling a product, there has to be that meaning and depth behind it and purpose behind it so that people can really connect with it and be a part of it. So what are the what is that main purpose for for your company and how has how has people been able to connect with it so like fully? Because it, it's it's grown to be such an, an amazing brand and empire. So I think first and foremost, when I launched, you know, the first bag was the morning after bag. There was a card in all the bags that was a phone number that led to my voicemail. And it was like, every girl should have a boy to call, right? Or every girl should have that experience where they went out dancing all night and got to have a fun sleepover. Not that I'm promoting one night stands, but just the, the whimsicalness of like that time period in New York, it was like sex in the city was the rage. And it, it was exciting that you could have that experience sleeping, you know, having sex or not, right? That you could have that sleepover. And so I think what b- the brand became was this this sort of we are the first we are the brand that a woman celebrates for her many first experiences. So the first job, the first raise, when she quits, when she divorces, right? When she has her her one night stand or whatever. And so we became that signal of I've made it. And here's, you know, here's my badge of I made it in whatever way that meant to her. Um, I think as the brand matured, I obviously saw that, you know, there were things within society that weren't equal, that weren't fair, and that I took for granted because a lot of those situations, I'd never had to worry and feel like someone was getting paid more than me. My brother and I make the same, or I never had to feel like I was hitting a glass ceiling, but I saw it happening all around me. And I thought to myself, you know, if we're going to talk till we're blue in the face about the wage gap and the unequal opportunities for women in the workforce, um, like I got to do my part and make sure that, you know, my daughter, God forbid, doesn't have these same issues and, and that my friends get to make a hundred cents on the dollar. So that became truly important to me. 
as a, as a foundation pillar of not only are we a brand that's there for your first, but we're a brand that's there out there talking about these issues. And then it's not just talk, we're following it up with action, which I think is, is really important because a lot of brands can talk, but how do we follow up with action? And that's the female founder collective, which is its own subject, but we are educating women. We are giving them resources. We are giving them uh, community, you know? So I think it's like, you're not, you as a brand have to do more than talk. You have to act. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's awesome to see the brand really mature with you and really mature with the world and saying the right things to that, that first ideal brand avatar that was set in the beginning. And it's awesome that there, it's awesome to see brands evolve like that because there's growth that is seen and people really relate to that because it is essential like relatable growth so I love that so much yeah I think there's always room to expand one's horizons especially as things mature and and you know I had the luxury of being able to focus on it you know because I had built a team I think some people could hear Mm -hmm. this and go I could never do that. Like I'm, I'm staying up all night just working on my collection and that's totally fine for where you are. But could you begin to augment, you know, do you build in 1% of your margin goes to the oceans or whatever it is? Like there are ways to do it mm-hmm. that uh, you are still acting, but you're not, you know, going, how am I going to devote even more time to X if I'm, you know, dying right now from overwork? Mm-hmm. So would it be to have a team or is there more, I guess, practical tips in terms of saving time to or maximizing the, the time that, that you have to, to do other things? Is it building that team or is there more to it? I think it's twofold. It's building the team so that you can, as a founder, focus on those initiatives. But I think prior to that, it's where do you build it in, in an existing pipeline? So you know, I'm, I keep making the analogy to the environment, but if plastic is important to you, you know, is there a 1% for the oceans that is built into your margin? Is there a place on your site? Are you dedicating X amount of your social posts for that um, weekly? You know, I think it's sort of like if you have an important pillar that is an, ex- an extension of the expression of your brand, not all of it takes time. It just takes thinking creatively about where you're going to integrate it. Yeah. So I know that you mentioned that there is, that things usually take time to build, but there are instances to take that creative leap and spin. So where, where is that balance like for you and how has that been like? So I think again, when you're starting out, you know, at least for me, all, all thoughts and effort was a hundred percent only towards the work. Um, if I were to start a brand today, I would say, okay, how am I going to give back or take action to what's important to me? And where does that show up? So let's just make up for argument's sake. I'm going to start a skincare brand. Um, I want everything to be sustainable as far as the packaging goes. Do I build into the margin a give back to, again, you know, an environmental agency? Do I say, okay, every week I'm going to focus on an email that's just about, you know, the environment and it's going to be on my social or am I going to do an Instagram live with people that align with my beliefs? And I think 
people shouldn't feel the pressure that they have to, again, in this arena, be everything to everyone. You know, there are many subjects I'm not talking about. My focus is women and equality. You know, I'm not going to talk about saving the puppies or, um, you know, certain things that I just, I'm not going to get to that. And that's not authentic. If I were to talk to you about being vegan, that would be the most controversial thing in the world. I'm killing cows. You know what I mean? So, um, so I think that it's, it's really like, what are you so passionate about? Does it align with what you're trying to create and how do you just build it into the plan? Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh my goodness. And is there anything that you wish that you started beforehand or even now? What, what are you continually trying to learn more of? I think I'm always trying to learn more of, you know, what sometimes you hit something with a customer and you're like, what do we just do? And I think I'm always just trying to get better at that. You know, like we're learning so much about our customer, especially through the pandemic. And so it's just, Mm -hmm. everything is changing so quickly now that it's hard to even take Mm -hmm. time to sort the data because by the time you've sorted the data, her habits have changed. It's so true. So what, how has been, how has the pandemic been like for you in terms of pivoting and, and was there any pivoting or, or how has that been like to find and to nail that, that changing persona of, of the brand per se? I think that we've had to pivot like a hundred percent, especially in the pandemic. Uh, our, our true focus pre pandemic was our wholesale partners and being good to them and giving them what they wanted. Um, but in that respect, the business was not healthy from a from a viewpoint of we were we were just so focused on making all of our partners happy that we never looked in our backyard. And when when the when lockdown happened and all we had was our backyard for many months, it became apparently clear that we can do this, we can actually be excellent at it, but it takes time and focus and prioritization. So now our website our stores when they reopen are the priority and we are great partners to our partners, but they will no longer be calling the shots. So I think that mindset has shifted in a major way that's going to set our foundation for our future um, up to be the healthiest. Wow. That's awesome. I love that you mentioned setting that foundation for the future and to keep that in mind as you're making changes because it can't just be in the moment changes, it has to be very, it has to stand really well that it can pertain to the future and how it moves. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you always have to be looking at how you're going to evolve for the future and what does that mean? And how do you, how do you make sure? And, you know, we wanted to be where we are today, but we thought it would take us five years. The pandemic really ensured that it happened in six months. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It is such a fast way to learn when you are put into that place of having to learn it like right away. So it's, it's so interesting. And what, I guess, how has the community shaped your, the brand and how has community shaped your entrepreneur journey as well? I think that our community was built from these loyal handbag enthusiasts um, that lived on this, this, site called the purse forum where they just were on all day talking about bags. And out of that community, 
you know, I, you know, the community that was created when I used to do trunk shows and travel all around the U.S. Um, I think that community was created then on social when we were the first, you know, fashion company to truly embrace and adopt it. So I think we've built many communities. Um, and I think that it's, you're not always going to be perfect and keep up with all of them. You know, I'll never forget. I went back to the purse forum about two years ago and I was like, Hey, I'm back. You know, what do you want to talk about? I've been gone for five years. Sorry. And it was kind of like, we moved on. Like, we don't need to talk to you. Thank you for coming and talking to us, but like, we're good. So I think that, you know, community needs to be something that you're constantly building and then not abandoning as a lesson I've learned. Um, and I think that community is something that it's like a plant. You have to water it. So what is valuable to these people? What do they, what do they want to see out of, out of this relationship? Because it can't just be a one-way street. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And it's so true about not abandoning the community and to visit from time to time, even if it's not many visits, but to still stay involved in that way. I love that. It's a good lesson that you learned. Totally. I think, uh, you know, you, there's, there's companies and brands that have built valuable, very vibrant, dedicated communities. And, and, um, I, I would definitely not say that I've been perfect at it, but the goal is to try and make sure that those connections last. I love that. It's, it's so good. And Oh my goodness, these tips are so awesome, Rebecca. I'm super excited to have you and that you're able to share it. My pleasure. And to actually kick off this this podcast session, what is the one lesson that you've learned out of all of this? Like, what is that one thing? I don't know if it's something that I've learned or a, a behavior that I've been, but I think the idea of not being afraid to take risks, being fearless and um, resolute when you've made a decision. And, you know, there's so many terrible examples of people following the pack or thinking that they have to do something a certain way because that's how everyone else has done it. Like take the risk. If you fail, it's okay. All that you've done is learn something. That's all that happens when you fail. Um, and so, you know, take the stigma out of failure and just take the plunge and see what happens. You'll always, you know, I had this moment and I talk about it in the book where we were looking at we were looking at not being able to continue the business. Um and I just took a hard look of okay, what's the worst that can happen? And then I had this moment where I was like they can't take my husband away from me and they can't take my kids away from me. So I'll I'll rebound, you know. I'll I'll be able to figure out something else and that was very freeing for me because I I looked at the worst case scenario and most oftentimes you'll be able to survive. Will it suck? Will you have debt? Will you have to take another job for a little bit? Yes, but you'll be alive. You'll have your experience. You know, you'll be able to figure out something new if, if you are loving entrepreneurship and you want to do that again, or you won't and you'll go work for someone and you know, you'll have great learnings too. So I think that keeping that in perspective is important. Oh, that's so good. It, I love how you put it because it is an ongoing process and journey after all. And and when you pave your way, there's going to be risk. And yes, you can calculate those risks. But if you do that risk, there will always be like it will never come down to the very, very bottom. And even if you come down to the bottom, there's always a way out. So I love that. I love that reminder. Awesome. 
Awesome. So what's next for you? So what's next for me is um, my book, which comes out June 15th. Um, and all forces aligning towards the launch and hopefully the success of that. I think my goal um, is to really just empower more people with the new rules to succeed. So that's that's what I'm working on, hardcore. Oh, I'm so excited. It is going to be a good book. I know it. <laughs> and where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Minkoff. I'm on Clubhouse. I often do a lot of talks on Clubhouse. Um, where else am I? Twitter and Facebook, yes, but you'll get more personal slices of, on Instagram. And then you can follow my podcast. It's called Super Women with Rebecca Minkoff. Um, and we talk to women who have failed and learned to survive through that and what they've learned and have great people like Katie Couric or Jessica Alba and some just incredible women that I think people get inspired by listening to. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited for you and and the book and everything to come for you. And I wanted to thank again for coming on this podcast. I really appreciate you and all your tips. They were just so good and so wise. And it really just paved the way to be truth for what you built, which is an awesome brand. So I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, we are going to sign off. Bye. Thank you. Whoa, that was such an amazing guest and such a fun podcast episode. I would love to do more of these with you all together. So if you want to be a guest on this podcast, definitely reach out to hello at blankroomdesign.com and I'll send you a link for that. Or you can sign up on brandinggems.com and submit yourself or someone you know who's a good fit for this podcast. And yeah, let's, let's grow this podcast together and have more folks like us on those charts and to grow this space together. Thank you guys. I will talk to you all soon. Bye.